portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. They could roll up on the streets and bite me, and I wouldn't <laughs> know any of the pussycat dolls. And Beth West. We ate uh, Captain Crunch sandwiches with Pig 66. Class is in. Hey, it's a Rock School radio show, and we got a brand new person in the other chair, and it was really going to be a, a big intro I was going to do, except it was in the intro of the show, and so it's... Uh, hi, Beth! Welcome! Yeah, thank Welcome. you so much! I, uh, I'm happy to have you, and uh, it was great that you actually lobbied for the position. I and did. You did. There were signs so many, and everything. It really was. It was fantastic. <laughs> like beer showed up at the radio station, <laughs> and so it was, it, was, uh, it was wonderful. So thank you. Thank you for well, coming in. thank you in. so much for asking me. I can't believe I get to do this as part of my job every this w- day now. This will be. Now it's weekly. It's Please understand, the grind has begun. Yes. The grind has I begun. I am fully committed. I'm going to ask you every week, how are things at the library? Busy as always. Busy as always. I was kind of hoping for a word of the day each time. Oh, salubrious, sure. loquacious, an ish of some kind. All right. We can do that. Can we? Yes, word we can do day? that. Word of the day. As a librarian? Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to talk about just a regular topic today and then start into all of our seasonal stuff next week. But can you imagine a song that you know not being sang by the person who is supposed to sing it? Like, do you know the song I Can Dream About You by Dan Hartman? You know I that do, song? yes. Yeah. Can you imagine if Hall & Oates actually sang that song? Well, it would be better. I think it one. would be better because yeah. I don't think I know anything else that Dan Hartman has ever sung. Well, he was a studio guitarist. He okay. actually did a, a lot of work um, with the Winters, Johnny and Edgar Winter. He's actually a very good guitarist. For example, Britney Spears and Mary J. Blige turned down Rihanna's Umbrella. Oh, well. yeah. Janet Jackson was supposed to sing "How Will I Know." Whitney Houston. Oh yeah, it that up. she yeah. Right. I can't think of anybody but Whitney Houston with that. Britney one. Spears was supposed to sing Lady Gaga's telephone. Yeah. TLC turned down uh Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Now these are all pop songs. Right, right. But Very this also songs. happened in the world of rock and roll. And Did I found it? Oh yeah. And I found a whole <laughs> bunch of these things. And what we're gonna do this today is gonna be fun. It's oh, interesting. Because yeah. yeah. you can imagine these groups singing these things. Yeah. You like Brian Adams? Not really. Not really? I do like some of the earlier stuff, to be honest. Well, he was a rock and roller back then. Right, that's better. And then he found out that writing sappy tunes for, for movies. Yeah, for Robin Hood yeah. and whatnot. But he made a ton of money. He really did. It's, it's really, like like I say to people, make fun of Barry Manilow all you want. But He's living large. Right, if you could make the money from singing Copacabana, wouldn't you wear the big frilly sleeves <laughs> and like that? I would. I think most people would. I would. Brian Adams, run to you. Big Big hit. Yeah, that's one of the only ones I right. like. <laughs> he wrote it and tried to give it to Blue Oyster Cult. Oh. As in Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. Right. Turned them down. They then went to take it to, they, he and his producer, Bruce uh, Fairburn, took it to 38 Special. They turned it down. And when the two that they wanted to give it to turned them down, Bruce said, to heck with it, Brian. You record it. And it became one of his monster, monster hits. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do this for an hour. It's Brian Adams. It's Run to You right here in Rockstore. 
songs that were supposed to have been recorded by somebody else, but were not recorded by that somebody else. I got three here that are going to kind of make you go, ah, <laughs> you know Justin Timberlake's song, Rock Your Body? Yes, of course. One Thank of his you. biggest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson was supposed to re, uh, record that one. I know, cringeworthy, oh, yeah. isn't it? I don't think that would have went as well. Yeah, Rihanna recorded Disturbia. Chris Brown was supposed to do it. Well, I know. They had a bit of a falling out. Yeah, falling out. Is that what she said? Oh, I fell down. Is that what she said? Yeah, nobody yeah. likes him. <laughs> Here's the one that's going to make your skin go just a little. Yeah. Remember the song Physical? Let's uh, get course. physical. Of course. Physical with Olivia Neutron yeah. Bomb. Yeah, with the leg warmers. With the leg warmers. Do you ever wear leg warmers? I was a little bit too young for leg warmers, but I aspired to wear leg warmers well, one day when I was older. What, you couldn't find the eight bucks to pick them up at Walmart or something? I was about four. Well, you could have bought the little ones yeah. or taken one and cut it in half. Well, Olivia Neutron Bomb had a huge hit with that, but she wasn't the first person that was offered the song. Okay. Ready for this? Ready for this? Ready, I'm Ready for the gross moment? You ready? Ready? Rod Stewart. <gasps> I know. I know. Ew, oh. huh? I don't even know. I'm picturing him in leg warmers. Yep. I think that probably happened at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing on the way to work today. All right. Now the one we're going to play. You ever heard of the song Man Machine? No. No. Well, a guy named Giorgio Moroder, who was a huge 1970s sort of disco hit maker, producer. He's this guy that just... We'd know the song. Right. Yeah. Man Machine wasn't the name of the song when it got to the public. He took it to Stevie Nicks and said, add lyrics to this, add vocals to it. And Stevie Nicks said, nah, it's it's going to go on a soundtrack to a movie, American Gigolo. It's about a you know a male prostitute. I don't want to be involved in any of that with Richard Gere. Classy and, lady. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what the big hit from American Gigolo was? Any um. idea? Call Me by Blondie. That's from that movie? Right. That's what Man Machine became. It was supposed to be Stevie Nicks, but it ended up being Blondie. Well, yeah. And now, who could it be but Blondie? Debbie Harry sings that song. I I cannot imagine anyone else. I'm with you completely. Hey, Call Me. Rock School.
This is Rock School with our brand new chair filler over there. How about that? Uh, chair filler? Chair that filler. That's, that's what I am to you. See, no, that's what I am to you. You see, we, we called Chad one who must learn. We need we need a new nickname for you. Chair filler. Keep working on it, please. Yeah, chair filler doesn't work. Could Maybe next show you'll come Somebody check off chair filler. Yeah. That one doesn't work. That one's not we, working. We had other ones, but chair filler. We thought that one would, 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 would work, but it didn't. How about Superstition by Stevie Wonder? One of my favorites. You like it? Yes. Now, think... Think the drum intro. Yeah. It's the drum intro is really, it's, it's one of those songs. In radio, there's this rule called the three-second rule. Okay. When you play a song, you want people to, in three seconds, boom, I know the song. You know, now yeah. there's, there's new radio, obviously, and that's when you introduce the songs and you want people to go, okay, I'll, I'll take a listen to it. But in terms of the recurrent stuff where people feel good about themselves and when they listen to a song, go, oh, God, I know that one. Three seconds, I got to know it. Oh, nice. And when that drum kicks... That's you know. what you want. Yeah. yeah. And superstition has that. You definitely no. Here's a story. Jeff Beck was supposed to have wow. superstition. That's com- that would have been a completely different song. <laughs> it would have. And it would have had probably too much guitar. It would have had some weird whammy bar solo. <laughs> yeah. it, it wouldn't have had the funk of yeah. superstition that Stevie Wonder gives it. And I say that, but then again, Stevie Ray Vaughan re-recorded it. Did he? I haven't heard that. Oh, it's it's brilliant. It really is. And it's it's heavy blues guitar, but it works. It I'll works. Have to listen to and that. Stevie Wonder appears at the end of the uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan video going, Here, kitty, kitty. And oh, a black really? cat jumps into his <laughs> okay, arms. I'm going to go check that out. It's, it's really, really good. It's really hard for me to picture superstition without the real funk edge it's, to it. It's really well done. Here's a story according to Jeff Beck. He told it to the Australian Broadcasting Association, the ABA, back in 2009. Okay. Wonders recording songs for the 1972 album, Talking Book, just about his best album. Some may fight with me on that, but I think that's the truth. Beck was brought in to record guitar tracks for the album. Flip the album over. There it is. Guitar work. Jeff Beck. Wonder was to write a soul song for Beck in return. You know, you play these things. I'll write a song for you. You got it. I'll scratch my back. You scratch yours. Right. During a break, Beck picks up a pair of drumsticks. And he plays the intro. Really? That's that's Jeff Beck. Now I don't know if it's Beck playing it on the record but because he was the first he to came up, build the right. He came up with the the skiffle, the the feel of it. In comes Wonder and says, "Keep playing, man. Keep playing, keep man. Keep playing." Right. Wonder finishes it off, keeping Beck's drum intro. Now that's what Beck says. I don't know. Oh, that sounds like a pro clever. playing that. It really does. But he says, "You keep it." That's the song. I told you I'd give you a song. You keep it. That's the song. Great. Motown steps in and says, no. Oh, really? That's a hit, Steve. That's a hit. (laughs) Now, we're going to keep on that. Now, Beck does release a version of it. You can go get it. But by the time that comes out, Wonders version debuts. You know, he's on tour with the Stones. You know, Beck is. And it's a number one hit and such. So you can go hear what it would sound like. But, you know, when you say superstition. what the song was that he eventually gave him. I don't know. You have to look that one up. I don't know. I should have done that, but didn't. And it's your first show and everything. Oh, <laughs> no. And I don't look it up. I don't have to look it up. Get the smartphone. <laughs> Stevie Wonder, Superstition on Rock School. <laughs> Wow.
Okay, first break here on Rock School, and our research librarian over here found yeah. it. What was the song that Stevie Wonder gave to Jeff Beck? It was Because We've Ended as Lovers, which was on Blow Jeff by Beck's, Blow. Yeah, Blow, 1975 album, Blow by Blow. I couldn't help but look it up. I am a librarian. Sure. I had to look I, it up. <laughs> I intend to use that. I'm sorry. Okay, I, that's I, fine. You have me. resources I have never heard of. <laughs> Here's some more songs that were supposed to be sung by somebody else but weren't. Um, Michael Jackson, this is the second time he's coming up. 1972's Ben. Remember that one? It was his first number one hit Mm -hmm. back before he got all goofy. Uh, That was supposed to be sung by, in fact, it was originally written for Donny Osmond. Oh. Oh, God, my wife was a Donny Osmond fan. Oh, yeah, poster on the wall. Okay, now this one's backwards. You got to follow this one here. All right, paying attention. Born in the USA by Springsteen. In 1981, Paul Schrader sends Springsteen a script and asks him to come up with some music for the film. Okay. Okay. Springsteen's writing a song called Vietnam. Because if you remember the lyrics to Born in the USA, you know, I had a buddy in Saigon Mm -hmm. and back and back and back. Well, he likes the title of the screenplay, Born in the USA, retitles Vietnam, Born in the USA. Okay. It doesn't get into the script. It doesn't. As a consolation for it not happening, he contributes the song Light of Day to a movie renaming a song that he's been working on, Light of Day. Light of Day was supposed to be sung by Springsteen, however, was then um, resung by Joan Jett and Michael J. Fox, performing the song as members of the fictional band The Bar Busters. Wait, Did you follow I'm sorry. that? Did you just say Joan Jett and Michael J. Fox? Sure. Actually, it wasn't a terrible version of it. I didn't follow all that. I just... <laughs> It wasn't a terrible version. I picked up when you said Joan Jett and Michael J. Fox because I had no idea that they had done anything together ever. Joan Jett is not terrible. That actually had a decent line in the movie, the the movie Light of Day, if you can't lower heaven, raise hell. It was a decent line. That's not so bad. Who's listening to us? KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana, who used to get a special little line every time. You're not going to continue the day? No, I, just, I don't, I don't so? feel like I can do it. I'm sorry for them. I'm now sorry. The, I still love them. The thing is, uh, you, you'll get better as, it go, as you go on. Saying radio station call letters, you have to be able to blow through them with some with some. Um, okay, with some KSCL, you know, God, like Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, New Orleans Saints, KSCL. Try it again. Try okay. it again. Okay. Good. Who's who's listening to us? KSCL there you in Shreveport, go. Louisiana. There you go. And uh, they won't get us KLSU. See? See how I went yeah. through that with some gumption? Listen to yeah. us on Facebook. Get us on Facebook. There's new pictures. You get to go up there and see what Beth looks like. We've uh, we've photoshopped different heads onto No, we haven't. <laughs> There's pictures of Beth up there. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. And if you are a fan of us, again, go up there. There's new pictures of Beth, and you get to see exactly what she looks like. We'll okay. be back in a minute <laughs> right here on Rock School.
All right, coming to the bottom of the hour, we got to get a song to get us there. Artists wrote songs, famous artists wrote songs for Elvis Presley. You know, well, it, I would imagine so. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get across. And- yeah, it's kind of hard to get across to kids today how important Elvis Presley was in rock stars' lives. You know, because they see him only as this you know bloated guy who's doing schmaltzy right, Vegas yeah. shows, and he wasn't that at all when he first came out. He literally was the king of rock and roll. He was the guy. He was the man. He you know think of of the rock star today who moves you, and that's who Elvis Presley was. Let me tell you a couple stories okay. here. Bruce Springsteen's song Fire, which became a hit for the Pointer Sisters in 1979. Right, the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. He wrote it for Elvis Presley. Wow. Yeah, and send it to Elvis Presley just before he died in the 1970s. That's according to Rob uh, Kirkpatrick, who wrote about uh, Bruce Springsteen. Sent the song off, and whether Elvis got it or not, or whether Elvis was thinking about uh, recording it or not, don't know, right, because he yeah. passed away, no. but Springsteen wrote it specifically for Elvis. And the one we're going to play, another Elvis devotee, David Bowie. Again, you don't think of Ziggy Stardust no. as as Elvis Presley, but the song Golden Years really, really was written for Elvis sad. Presley. Right. Uh, it says here that uh, the very first time Bowie performed was doing an Elvis impersonation when he was 11 years old. And according to the London Observer, Bowie offered golden years to Elvis Presley. Elvis didn't want to turn it into the song because Elvis was older. Right, yeah. Imagine an old so guy singing. Be, yeah, about yeah. his golden years, it kind of gets a little bit sad. But right. I, I would have liked to have heard an Elvis version of that song. Probably would have been pretty good. Yeah. It became a top ten hit for Bowie himself in 75. Would have been good for the king, but it did not. It sounded like this. Oh, Fred Cotton's an yeah, awful first Elvis. first bad impression. <laughs> I'm going to check that one off my list. <laughs> sounded like this. Rock school. Taking you nowhere Angel Look at that sky, life's begun Nights are warm and the days are young Shadows, run for 
golden years here on rock school as we take the time and talk about all these songs that people were supposed to play but uh didn't because they just turned it down not that not that it destroyed careers but uh i don't know maybe elvis maybe not let's do names i'm joe burns i'm beth west what do you say we do seven days in 70 seconds these dates december 10th all the way through december 16th something that happened on each one of these days i believe beth west has monday go december 10th 1967 otis redding at age 26 died along with his backup band, The Bar Case, when his plane crashes into a Wisconsin lake. December 11th, 1997, Mick Jagger's internet company, Jagged Interworks, debuts a live broadcast of the Akai Singer Trophy cricket match from the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, man, that's rock and roll. roll. Stand back. Yeah. December 12th, 1974, Mick Taylor leaves the Rolling Stones by announcing it to Mick at a party and giving no reason. Maybe he could just tell the future and knew about that horrible internet company. Entirely possible. Actually, he uh, they, they just did Crossfire Hurricane on HBO, and they interviewed Mick Taylor and oh, yeah? said to him, why did you leave? Heroin. He was starting to get too deeply into it. And uh, there was a yeah. guy in there named Keith who yeah. was yeah, a little too into it. He, yeah, he tended to stick the needles into his uh, into his arm. December 13th, 1961, the Beatles signed with manager Brian Epstein. December 14th, 1980, Yoko Ono calls for a 10-minute silent vigil to honor John Lennon, who was killed six days earlier. Over 150,000 people in Central Park honor the request. And December 15th, 1977, the Sex Pistols are denied visas to enter the U.S. two days before their scheduled appearance on Saturday Night Live. And to wrap it up... December 16th, 2002, Liza Minnelli and her husband David Guest file a multi-million dollar lawsuit against Viacom and MTV for dropping their scheduled reality show. The networks rebutted that there simply wasn't any audience interest in it. Really? I don't know. Maybe just one, just to see. Just to see if David Guest was actually made out of candle wax? Yeah, he, I mean, 
looked at didn't he? Yeah. I, I <laughs> put the lights he on him. Actually, go into the sunlight or something. Maybe he was a vampire. He would have sparkled. You like Snow <laughs> no. Patrol? I well, they sing one of my favorite songs ever, Run. which is Run. Do you from um, w- their second, I think, album? Is it? I wish it was just Say Yes. Well, I like that song well enough. But who was it? Who would you have liked to have heard that song be uh, performed by? Because it was it was offered Snow to Patrol? two people who turned it down. Um. I don't know. Really, you put an Irish accent on something and I'll listen to it. Yeah, well, <laughs> both women, by the way. Really? Gwen Stefani wasn't impressed with it. She said it would never be a hit. And Nicole, I guess Scherzinger sure, of the Pussycat, the Pussycat Dolls. Dolls. Do you know her? I, I My husband is a Pussycat Dolls fan. Ah, uh, well, see, there you go. <laughs> the first thing you do when you come on a radio show is out I revealed, your spouse. Yes, I re- I'm starting to already you know? reveal his very poor taste in music. Well, Nicole was interested in recording it for a solo album, but uh, couldn't get away from the Pussycat Dolls. I don't know one song by the Pussycat Dolls. I know nothing by the well, Pussycat Dolls. Well, I think that that's a credit. They could you. roll up on the streets and bite me, and I wouldn't <laughs> know any of the Pussycat Dolls. Not that I would be angry if that actually no, happened. I'm sure you've seen uh, the yeah. Pussycat Dolls. Well, I know what they yeah. look like. But anyway, Gary Lightbody, the guy who wrote the song, uh, decided the band would record it. Probably the reason that it didn't work so well was when it was originally recorded, it was a slow doll ballad. And they pepped it up a little bit. Not so yeah, much. But, yeah. A little bit of a pep. Yeah, because it's on their uh, greatest hits. It is, and it sounds like this right now. Just say yes, it's Snow Patrol on Rockstar. I'm running out of ways to make you see. I want you to stay here beside me. I won't be okay and I won't pretend I am So just tell me today and take my hand Please take my hand Please take my hand Please take my hand Just say there's nothing home 
I can feel your heart beat through my shirt And this was all I wanted, all I want It's all I want It's all I want It's all I It uh, gets all up in our face here. Like the Bee Gees? Um, yeah, sure. Do you? you don't sound like you're telling me the truth there. <laughs> well, no, if I really have something, I'm not going to just lie outright and say that I love some money. But, but no, I like some Bee Gees songs. Okay. Certain times, certain places. Before the Bee Gees began singing in nothing but falsetto, they had a hit called Massachusetts and uh, never actually went to Massachusetts. Huh. They wrote the song. You know, the Bee Gees have had, especially Barry Gibb, have had as many hits as songwriters as they have oh, had yeah. as performers. Yes, right. definitely. Well, they wrote a song for the band The Seekers, which was a, a fantastically popular band in Australia at the time. Seekers said, thank you, but no thank you. We don't want to sing a song about a place in America we've never been to. And BG said, okay, we'll record it. Boom. Big wow. giant hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1967, it went to number one in their home country and also had a, a hit here in the United States because it was about the United States. So tell me about, you said off air that you had a party for the director of Uncle Buck and the Breakfast Club well, and all yes, of that? Yes, um, some of my friends at the time and I, we... As most people my age and 20 years older even, John Hughes has played a big role in our lives. Yeah, Breakfast when I was Club little, was seminal to me. Yeah, and I was a kid when that came out. So to me, that was what teenagers... He 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 defined what a teenager was to right, me. Right, and, so and yeah, how to speak. So when he passed away, we decided the best way to honor his memory was to have about a 10-hour party during the day where we watched his movies back-to-back. We made cocktails and named them after different parts of movies, and we ate uh, Captain Crunch sandwiches with Pixie Sticks. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Did you try to make a woman out of a microwave? Uh, we were Did thinking about weird science? We may have put bras on our heads, but yeah, that's I, as far as we went. That's, that's, just a, that's just a Tuesday for me. The song from The Breakfast Club, Don't You Forget About Me, Simple Minds. Right, of course. It says here it was turned down by no less than five people, but, wow. but only lists two. Uh, I'm sure it was two majors and three who cares but the the two that didn't take it was billy idol and brian ferry so some major people but simple minds decided to step up and recorded it just for the soundtrack one of those one-off type things and and it worked it worked worked like crazy and it sounded like this and uh, you were at the time apparently eating a sandwich with breakfast (laughs) cereal drinking a cocktail (laughs) and uh, i won't go any further than that yep pretty much
I love this song, but uh, two tons of fun. The Weather Girls, It's Rain and Men. Oh, my God, I love that song. You do. I do. I hate to admit it. It's fun. It's fun. It's one of the uh, windows up in the car songs. Yeah, yeah. I really do. It was turned down by Diana Ross and Donna Summer. Okay. Which is too bad because I could see both of them doing it, but. The girls who did it, uh, the Weather Girls, I, I think, did a wonderful job oh, of it. Oh, they did an excellent job. Do you remember the song? I don't remember the group, but everybody dance now. Oh, yes. Weren't, weren't CNC, CNC Music Factory. Factory. That was one of the Weather Girls that sang the female Yeah, I remember the um, the controversy over that because it was one of the Weather Girls. And then when it was in the video, it was this really hot chick. Right. And there was a lot of hoopla over it because they didn't want to put, because the Weather Girls are all bigger girls. Well, they should have still put her in the video. Everybody would have dug it. Yeah. yeah, but Bonnie uh, Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Do you remember how huge oh, that song yes. was? 
And there's nothing yes. to it. No, there it isn't. They, that song was played at every single anti-drug rally at my Ugh. high school. That I think everybody who is my age knows that they always did this horrible skit with that I, song. I thought that song was a bowl of cream of wheat. There's, just, yeah, there's nothing yeah. to it. It just meatloaf. It was written originally for meatloaf. Really? Yeah, Jim Steinman put it together. Yeah, I thought it was nothing. Prince passed on the pleasure principle, which Janet Jackson did a okay. backflip in the video. Yeah. Uh, here's another one that Meatloaf was supposed to do. Do you remember Air Supply making love out of nothing at all? Yeah. Yeah. Air Supply came to my last radio station. They, uh, they did? They, yeah, they did three in a row, three sold-out shows in a row in Hagerstown, Maryland. I, you know, make fun of them all you want, but they sold tickets like nobody's business. Well, and make fun of them all you want, but... They are also a rolled up window song yeah, group. Everybody kind of loves Air Supply a little bit. A little bit, but I, I got to tell you, it's one of those, you know, I don't want to listen to Air Supply. Well, they just sold out a 15,000 seat, 15, seat hall three nights in a row. We'll have them on the air, thank yeah, you. Sure. Somebody wants to listen to them. You got it, but Making Love Out of Nothing at All was supposed to go to Meatloaf as well. So hmm. there's three more songs, and uh, we will say all the names of the songs because I got about, what, 12 more here? So wow, we'll come yeah. out with some other ones. Hello, uh, who haven't I said hello to yet? Who you got there? Oh, we've got WBSD. It's call letters, man. You got to get I'll try it again. I couldn't Boom. read them. I couldn't Do read it. them out loud. WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Well it's done. Burr there yeah, now. Right. It's a, right. Good. I don't know who I'm supposed to say. Uh, KLSU, right, on the campus of Southeast Louisiana. Oh, did I really? Then it's uh, Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. See, it's got to come right out. It's got, got it. Yeah. yeah. It's got to punch right it's, out. Yes. Of course, get us on Facebook again. Search Rock School Radio Show. Back in a minute with another one of these cool little pieces of information. God, I love the weather, girls. <laughs> Rock School. <laughs> All right, just enough time left to do a couple more songs. Let me do a couple Beatles ones for you. George Harrison, like George Harrison. He's my favorite Beatle. Oh, is he really? He is. Hey, favorite solo Beatle or favorite Beatle, period? Favorite Beatle, period. Oh, really? Yes. So I'm a Ringo Starr guy. Are you really? I really am. He's my favorite solo Beatle, I, even more than John Lennon. I I'm know just, I sound that sounds terrible. I'm shocked. Really? Too. See yeah. me in a whole different light now? Yeah. What I respect I'm you judging had. you a little now, bit. Now, come on. The No No song is a fantastic piece of music. No, you know, dead and air. I know you heard. Dead air. <laughs> okay, George Harrison's song all those years ago. He wrote it for Ringo Starr. He did. It was to be a Ringo Starr song. However, 
John Lennon was assassinated, and he, George Harrison, rewrote the lyrics, brought in Ringo and Paul McCartney to back him up on the song, and it was released as a tribute to John six months after Lennon's death. So it was to be. I wonder what the original lyrics were, because Ringo is known for goofy, cutesy little songs, so I'm sure the original lyrics were not quite... A little bit, not quite as somber. The Long and Winding Road, the second-to-last song released by the Fab Four. It was to be released by, of all people, Tom Jones. Oh. I kid you not. Yeah. As that is surprising. What's new, <laughs> Pussycat? Now, the Beatles were known for writing songs for other people. In fact, Badfinger's first two hits were written by the Beatles. Beatles. Wow. Right. Uh, Tom Jones was all for it. Of course, you know, let's see, the Beatles are writing me a song. Will well, it be yeah. a hit? Uh, uh, <laughs> sure. Is there a word shorter than yes? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he he wanted to do it. However, his management said, no, you're already contracted to record this song called Without Love, There Is Nothing. Now, it became it. a top 10 hit in the UK. So, it, you know, it wasn't the dumbest idea in the world. Well, but, but it wasn't the long and winding road. That's true. So, But who knows who what knows? it would have done with Tom Jones buying it. It, it would have been probably a little bit more swinging and kicking, baby. Uh. <laughs> I guess. Here's the Beatles right here in Rock School. The long and winding that road before
Last break here on Rock School, and we got time to just do some real, real quick stuff. How you like doing the radio show, huh? huh? I think it's pretty awesome. You want to keep doing it? I guess so. Okay, good, because <laughs> we were going to stop it after this one, but uh, since you've decided to go on, let us continue on with the uh, with the last four that I have here, and we'll do them very, very quickly. Powderfinger by Neil Young was supposed to be done by Leonard Skinner. I could see that. Dim All the Lights by Donna Summer was originally given to, once again, Rod Stewart. Oh, Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen. Now, we talked yeah, about Bruce. We didn't play right. a Bruce yet. Right. He offered it to Joey Ramone oh. of the Ramones. Can you imagine Hungry Heart no, being done by the Ramones? not at all. That was supposed to be the song that yeah, was given to the Ramones. that's one of my favorite Springsteen songs, too, so it's hard for me to picture anybody else. Well, it wouldn't have been done in sort of a, you know, 100 beats per minute. It would have been right. done at 140. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went over right in your kick. That's what it would have sounded like. But Well, it didn't get done, obviously, by the Ramones, but that's who it was supposed to have been done by. In fact, it was written specifically for them. We'll see you next week. Awesome. And each week after that. I, I must have, you know, rocked the audition, apparently. Apparently, you did fairly well. Of course, <laughs> nobody else wanted the job. All right. <laughs> Let's say our names. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. That'll do it. Class is dismissed.